Welcome to Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith, founder and president of the Wealthcare Investment Center. Each week, we discuss strategies to help you preserve, protect, and enhance your wealth because saving for retirement is just the beginning. We've developed an innovative approach to retirement wealth and tax management, powerful strategies to help you get the most from your nest egg and help you live the retirement you want and deserve. Have a question for the team? Connect with us at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Or call 888-888-5601. 888-888-5601. Get more retirement starts now. Along with Bruce Smith, I'm Cheryl White. We have so much coming up on the show today, including the high cost of fun. If you are child-free, does that change how you approach retirement planning? Stay alive until 25, the mantra of the moment. And what is our happiest age? Have an idea? Find out if you're even in the same ballpark later in the show. (laughs) Hey, hello, Bruce Smith. Hey. Do you remember Gravitas? For a while, uh, it seems yeah, like... it seemed like everybody was saying it. Yes. Oh, my yes. gosh. I got so sick of hearing it. Yeah. It seemed like every press conference, everybody in Washington got the same notes. Yeah. Gravitas. Uh, there's always a word of the moment, right? A buzzword? Well, there's a new buzzword in the business world, and it's choiceful, Bruce choiceful choiceful yes yeah, oh, doesn't that sound special cnbc says the words appeared in 15 earnings calls at s p 500 companies this year so far walmart ceo doug mcmillan uses the term to describe the average consumer who's trying to cut back on spending but is still willing to splurge on what's worth it so it's not a total cutback on spending. No. It's a selective, I feel like I'm doing something cutback on spending. Okay. I got another one for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> yep. Funflation. No flation is fun. I'm sorry. I don't care. No, no, no. It's not that kind of fun. Oh, what is it? Okay. This is the kind of fun where your sports tickets surge 25% in the past year. The and concert tickets. Yes. And concert tickets. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I bring it back around to retirement planning. I mean, it seems like, you know, a kind of a stretch, but it's really not. Because when you're planning for retirement, you have to factor in inflation of any kind. Absolutely. Let's start with the base fact. And that is that retirement is exactly like life. It is one giant unknown. It is unknown of how long it's going to last. It's unknown how much fun it's going to be or not going to be. For most retirement plans, it's, it's a total unknown. Even though you have money in the market, you have a portfolio, you've got a 401k or whatever it is, it's a total unknown. You don't know anything in advance of what's going to happen tomorrow with your money. And that's where we've done this for almost 40 years. And we look at things and say, okay, how do we add some semblance of knowledge to that? How can we can we see into the future? Can we peer into the future and, and come up with some ideas or know some things in advance so we can plan better? And that's the name of the game. So inflation, what will inflation be? Don't know. But whatever it is, we know that the bottom line is we will need more money to accomplish the same thing, whether it's fun or not. So we need more money. So how do we get more money in retirement? Well, we got to be more efficient, more, we have to be better stewards of our nest egg. That's the key. So on the investment side, and you know, we're big on Warren. Warren's done a great job of beating the market or matching the market. But through the last six downturns in the market, he has done better than the market in all of them. So if you say, you know, how do I have a portfolio much like what Buffett is doing? And Buffett actually gives us the answer. He says, you know, don't look at just raw growth on your portfolio. Look at risk-adjusted return. Focus on a portfolio that has more upside potential than downside potential. And that'll work about perfectly in helping your returns. These are the key things. So the funflation thing, I'm definitely, we're seeing it with concert tickets, sports events, what have you, and travel. So we've got to be careful what we do with our assets. That is absolutely true. And I want to take this to another place. And that is, I want to take it to people who do not have children. Mm -hmm. 
Does that change how you plan for retirement, Bruce? It's called, I think, child-free retirement. On CNBC Make It, they suggest that one of the most basic differences in planning for retirement when you do not have children is in estate planning. Do you agree that there are changes or, or a different approach in planning? Oh, there's no question. They are typically the people that have saved significantly. They're very focused on really having an enjoyable retirement with each other. Obviously, the the widow tax trap comes into bear and say, okay, you worked hard with this money, but you know, one of you becomes a single taxpayer upon death of one of the spouses, and that's a higher tax rate. And here's what happens in that case. So they're very sensitive to that. And then ultimately, well, who do we leave this money to? And what are the implications of that? So if you don't have children, because children are afforded special tax treatment with regard to the residue of retirement assets in, in some cases. The ideal position is to be 100% of remaining retirement assets are passed to the children and done so without the government getting any of it. So 100% passes to the family, Mm -hmm. and they're able to continue to grow that money over the next 10 years without having to share any of that growth with the government or any withdrawals they want to take. Again, the government will get nothing from that. So that's a big deal, but that's something that is afforded to your children. It is not something that is necessarily afforded to people who are not blood lineage. Okay, so if you're leaving it to cousins or aunts or uncles or what have you, it depends on the structure of how you're doing this. And every case is on a case-by-case basis, ladies and gentlemen. So don't take what I just said and say, oh, that's how that applies to me because your situation very well might be different. What monies you're going to leave to charity? You don't want to do advanced tax planning on assets that you're definitely going to leave to a charity that won't pay taxes in the first place. So there's different things that you want to look at in regard to the planning for a husband and wife that have no children. But we do find in most cases, they start out with the almost autopilot approach of, well, if we're gone, it doesn't really matter anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I understand that. But then we sit down and say, okay, well, let's look at the numbers. So make sure you're comfortable with that. Here's how much we'll be going to the federal government, in many cases, the state government. And that's that's where the additional tax, like for heirs, kicks in. We had a gentleman come in. Uh, he wasn't married. He had a girlfriend who he called Sweetie. And if something happened to him, Sweetie would get a couple million dollars. Okay, so this is the tax impact on Sweetie at the federal level. But at the state level, there was like a 13% inheritance tax because she was not a blood lineage relative or son or daughter, so she would pay the highest tax rate. And he goes, no, she wouldn't. Yes, she would. No, she wouldn't. So he went to a CPA and he came back and he goes, you were right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, we're always going to quote this on the show many times is that you know, Socrates said, you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't know something, then you don't even have the ability to ask a question about it. And that is the thing that we're so big on is we've done this for so long and we know all the things that both consumers and my fellow advisors have said. As I I talk at conferences and things like that, and we'll talk about certain strategies or topics or opportunities, and they'll say, well, I didn't even know that existed. They're an advisor, for goodness sake. So what don't you know? Let's, Let's make sure we have all the possible opportunities that fit your situation and consider them because you have to take advantage of all of them if you truly want to maximize your lifetime retirement benefits. Well, you know, in this article, they had some rules for planning if you do not have children. And seven and eight were plan for mom and dad mm-hmm. and die with zero. I used to say die with a quarter in your pocket so you could flip it in the payphone and, and call the other people and let them know you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But there are no more there, payphones. No, I was going to say you can't find those. No. Yep. No. Well, those are some good tips, Bruce. Thank you for that. And stay with us because we have so much more on the way. And by the way, in just a moment, we're going to give you the number to call if you're interested in talking more with Bruce and his team at WealthCare about your retirement plan. And you know what? This is a great time of year to do that, to make that call and set your appointment if you've saved $500,000 or more toward your retirement. Because I know that you're starting to think about Well, maybe your retirement. And if you've listened to us for a while and been thinking about making that call, why not do it right now? Check that off your New Year resolution list before the new year even starts. 
888-888-5601. I decided to just go ahead and give you the number now. 888-888-5601. Here are some of the other things we'll be talking about on the show coming up. The commercial real estate market seems to be looking for interest rates to take a dive in 25. But is that just wishful thinking? Warren Buffett's in the news for something he said more than a decade ago. And at what age are we happiest? We'll have the results of a scientific study on that subject coming up as Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith continues. You've been planning your retirement for some time, but now you are watching the economy and financial markets destroying your plan. If your path to retirement or through retirement is in question, it's time for a second option. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, we can help you elevate your planning to weather financial storms today and into the future. We know you don't want to postpone retirement or run out of money during retirement. So now is your best time to talk with an elite wealth strategist. Let us show you how our high level of planning and management could help you protect and grow your wealth during volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for a sustainable retirement income. Let us help you get your planning back on track and moving in the right direction. Now is the right time to upgrade your plan. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealthcare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. This is Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White, playing there more than words. And Bruce, the reason is that we've been talking about words today. We talked about buzzwords at the top of the show. And right now, Oxford University's Word of the Year for 2023. Do you know what it is? I do not. Riz. Riz? Riz. R-I-Z-Z. Riz. Mm -hmm. It means style, charm, attractiveness. It's described as the ability to attract a romantic partner. Well, okay then. It's short, I think, for charisma. Oh, okay. So, if that makes sense. He has great riz. Sounds like a drink. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I think maybe, you know, it wouldn't be used exactly like you just did, but... I guess in the future we need to do a, one show where we talk about, you know, the words that really don't seem to matter to people that are over 60. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but you kind of need to know if you're around younger people who are tossing them around. You know, so it's always good to have some idea what they're talking about. Okay. Let's talk about something Warren Buffett said over a decade ago, and it's back in the news. It's, It's actually kind of a big deal again. He was talking in 2011 during an interview on CNBC, and he claimed that he could end America's deficit in five minutes. So before we talk about it, let's go ahead and hear what he had to say. You want to? Yes. Okay, here we go. I could end the deficit in five minutes. How? You just pass a law that says that anytime there's a deficit of more than 3% of GDP, all sitting members of Congress are ineligible for re-election. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you've got the incentives in the right place, right? So it, it's capable of being done. Capable of being done, he said. What do you wow. think? Wow. See, that, it's almost a question of how that would not work. It's just on so many levels that would fix so many things. Because number one, you'd have to work across the aisle immediately with everybody. Everybody needs to be focused on what's going on, not focused on on getting reelected or what special interest group or any of that crap. That's the thing about Buffett. You know, Buffett is such a very simplistic guy. I've never seen Warren Buffett do anything complicated. He does what he says and he says what he does. You know, and how do you beat that? I agree with this. And this was from a 2011 interview. 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. This was his answer. This was his solution. And when Warren says something, it is so time worthy. That had wisdom in 2011. And that exact same wisdom carries even greater weight, I believe. But it still stands on its own unabashed. You know, basically there it is. And and it's, it's a fact. You know, this would be one way, I think, to to best attack a problem. I follow the wisdom of Warren Buffett. I've always followed the wisdom of Jack Bogle. 
most investment managers don't beat the S&P 500. So why not, you know, integrate the S&P 500 into your portfolio, but let's look at assets where you can protect a portion of the retirement assets and still maintain that return you're looking for. Let's preserve, minimize losses, not eliminate them, but minimize losses on a portion of the portfolio. And then only have a small part of the portfolio that is is the great unknown where you don't even know what the upside downside parameters are. That's a Warren Wisdom design. So, Well, let me yeah. ask you this. Yeah. When a couple comes in, have you ever had the situation where, where one of them seems almost to have been drug in? They lean back in the chair, oh, yeah. arms oh. folded, like, I already know everything. I've already made up my mind, and this is what I think. And by the end of the conversation, they're actually leaning forward. And so it tuned in and asking questions, totally having done a 180. You have it about 80% correct, because what happens is you get one of the spouses that is like, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't pay attention to this stuff. I don't understand it. I don't really need to be involved. They take care of all this. Why am I even here? The result is exactly what you're saying, is that they are engaged. They're taking part in the discussion. And we tell people that right up front, you know, is that step one is be involved in your money. How involved are you in your money in our get more retirement process? And I ask each of them. And one of them says, you know, I'm not really involved at all. And I said, okay. I said, so here's the challenge. I said, when you meet with us and we go through this, you know, and you're telling me you're not involved, is it, by the end of this meeting, I'm going to look you in the eye and I'm going to ask you, can you be more involved in your money? And I want you to be honest when you answer that to me. I've never had somebody say no. At the end, like, yeah, if it's this simple, yeah, I can do this. I didn't know it could be this simple. So, yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. You know, I think one of the hardest things for many people is to admit maybe they were mistaken. <laughs> well, I thought I was wrong once, but I was just mistaken. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about something else that could be right or could be wrong. Stay alive until 25. The commercial real estate market is hoping for that, according to a former chief economist at the International Monetary Fund. But in his Project Syndicate commentary, he writes that even if inflation declines in 25, he doesn't believe it's going to be a nosedive. This is the thing. Can we really count on inflation going down, interest rates taking a nosedive, plummeting in 2025? Can we count on that? No. It's just somebody making a comment, going through something, saying something. The one thing that is, I'm really surprised that we haven't heard more about it is how these higher interest rates have have monster escalated the payments required on the national debt. I have to tell you, I'm I'm very surprised how that I don't know how that's been suppressed because, you know, we always heard that for quite a long time. And that was always in the news cycle when you had higher interest rates. Now that they've returned, you know, what what where are we at with it with the national debt? That surprises me immensely. I just I don't understand why that's not a big part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it's wishful thinking. You know, we'll see reduced interest rates. I do think that they have peaked. I do think there'll be some reduction. Notice they're saying 25. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Instead of 24? Yes. yes. Which, which I'm kind of like, okay, I mean, I know, I mean, we've got bond maturities out there. So the question from a retirement perspective is, where are you at on your home equity line? Where are you at on buying a vehicle or buying a house or maybe downsizing, you know, to a new house? That's a conversation we hear quite a bit is people are saying, you know, geez, I was going to make this move. I was going to move to Florida or I was going to uh, buy a vacation home or I was going to do whatever. And it's like, but I've got a 3% mortgage. <laughs> you know, I don't want to make that move because I end up with an 8% mortgage or whatever it might be. So, you know, there's a lot of factors that, that come into that. Home equity borrowing. We've always been an advocate of minimizing the interest you pay on debt. And one of the greatest tools out there is to use the equity in your home to to purchase things and to get a loan against your against your residence. Well, a lot of people, we talked about coming out of the COVID scenario and people went out and bought vacation homes, they bought RVs, they bought different things and they did it using a home equity line of credit. Well, that home equity line of credit in most cases is variable. And so now, you know, that that RV payment that would seem like a good deal at 3% is now not such a great deal at 8% (laughs) because they're paying a lot more for that thing that they're probably not using as much as they thought they would use in the first place. The interest rate is having a market impact 
on buying high-ticket items without question, I think, across the entire consumer platform. Will rates go down? I think they will. I think they've peaked. I do think they will go down some. Will it be in 25? Why 25? That that bugs me a little bit. Why Why are they saying that? Uh, you know, is it something you can rely on or you can count on as a consumer, as a retiree? No, I don't think it's going to be that significant that it's going to make that big of a difference. I bring this up. This was the commercial real estate market, you know, because it's been tough for them. Uh, mm-hmm. They're having a pretty difficult time right now. But I thought, you know, that applies to all of us. If if interest rates were to take a nosedive in 2025, mm-hmm. well, that could be something that would be significant for everyone, as you point out, sure. to the people who are looking to downsize that home, looking for that sweet spot, Bruce, you know, when the interest mm-hmm. rates go down, the housing prices, you know, exactly that right moment. Yeah, well, see now you used used two magic words together: housing prices. Mm-hmm. You know, so so we've got COVID era pricing. You know, which is what I think my house was worth at the peak of the market during a period of of insanity, and that's what I want to get for my house. Well, it's not going to bring that. The chances are, it's never going to return to that point, not in your lifetime. And so. You have to be very careful if you're saying, well, that's what I've got to have for my house. Well, good luck. You may never see that. If interest rates come down, we could see housing prices possibly tick up a hair. For you as a retiree, when is the right time to keep your house, get rid of your house, buy that vacation home, downsize, whatever it is? And you've got to remember this, is that you're looking at a long-term change. So the question is, what's the long-term expense of doing so. Retirement investing is nothing like pre-retirement investing because you don't have the ability, the time frame to rebuild the portfolio like you used to. You typically don't have the inflows you had from an employer or from yourself building and rebuilding the account after a drop. And you're removing the very capital, the very fuel of that engine, you know, in the form of income that's not there to grow in the future to help with rebuild. So you're in the worst possible position. That's why a significant reduction in volatility is critical during your retirement years. And you do that with the addition of protected assets and wealth preservation assets, in addition to the traditional just unknown asset allocation assets. You know, Bruce, I was just thinking, you know, a moment ago you said something about not knowing the right questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Well, it just occurred to me, it's also a matter of being asked the right questions. Oh, yeah. It's both sides. And that's what happens when folks come in and sit down with you and the team at WealthCare. You can ask questions, but you're also going to be asked some very important questions that I'll bet you hadn't thought of. Here's the number. It's 888-888-5601. If you've saved at least $500,000 toward your retirement, you need to call that number and talk with Bruce at the team at WealthCare and talk about your retirement plan. There's no better time than now as the new year is about to begin. 888-888-5601. I want to also let you know what's coming up a little bit later in the show, because if you are retiring in the next year, there are a few things you want to check off your list. As discussions become more serious about the possibility of cutting Social Security benefits, we spotlight four states that are financially friendly for retirees. And the one thing that creates some of the biggest problems for the ones we leave behind as get more retirement with bruce smith continues are you afraid to look at your financial statements are you shredding them without opening them if so it's time for you to get a second opinion from the WealthCare investment center at WealthCare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial markets, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. 
Call the Wealth Care Team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Won't you stay? This is Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. That's Jackson Brown, by the way. And stay. Stay with us because we have so much more coming up on the show today. Hey, Bruce, for folks planning to retire in 2024, there's a retirement checklist. There are some things they need to think about, I bet, before they actually, you know, retire. Take that last paycheck, walk out the door and say, done, I'm ready to just sit back and relax and retire. And one of those, I'll bet you, is risk tolerance. We talked about that a little bit earlier, didn't we? We did. <laughs> we did. But my question is... And don't do your checklist two weeks before you retire, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, I, I can't, no, I can't tell you the number Seriously? of people... I can't tell you the number of people that call us uh, from the radio. They set an appointment. They come in, and, and the funny part is, you know, like there's no sense of urgency in the appointment or anything. And we always say, you know, is there something, uh, something impending, uh, you know, or happening quickly here that we need to be aware of? And a lot of times, like, oh no, no, I just want to sit down and talk to you. You know, I like what I hear in the air, and and uh, you, you can probably help me with my retirement. And and they come rolling in, and it's like, you know, I'm retiring Thursday, or I'm retiring <laughs> in two weeks or three, and and you know, and, and tell me that's like, not true. No, that's fact. That's fact. More than you know. Wow. More than you know. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, and I'll tell you another one is we get is that people, uh, called us, had an appointment with us two years ago, you know, now they call and they're going, Hey, I'm retiring on Friday. When can I come in? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I really liked what you said and really liked your planning and it all made sense. And so I'm retiring Friday. So I'm ready to go. I'll be, when can I come in? And it's like, you know, so yeah, the thing is, you know, the checklist is, is it, to do it right. The checklist is, is long but distinguished, <laughs> and you want it. You want to get ahead of it. You know, you don't want it to be something that you're you're crashing in on because you don't get great planning. You don't want to ever rush it if you don't have to. There's some new things that are going to be popping out in the show here in the next couple of weeks to help you with that. But yeah, I mean, this is something that's very very important because you it's going to be that last paycheck, that final paycheck, and then you you know the next chapter of your work relationship of your working years is continuous unemployment, which is what retirement Mm -hmm. really is. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And risk tolerance. The question I had for you on that is, how do we really know? For example, if someone just walked up to you and asked, you know, in retirement, what would you say your risk tolerance would be for your investments? Uh, Medium? Moderate? This borders on the edge of fraud. (laughs) I mean, what would you say? It, It really does, because, you know, the financial industry has constructed this thing called risk tolerance. And the idea is to say, we did our job in that we asked them how much risk they were willing to take. And then that enabled us to build a portfolio for them. There's all of these items that have come up where they can score you or you can answer a number of questions and it'll give you know some kind of an insight. But the truth is, it's really not so much you checking off a box, but it's the financial industry checking off a box of saying, we asked them those questions and they knew what they were getting into. You know, They said they were okay with that amount of risk and we're sorry that they lost $130,000 of their million dollar portfolio and got nothing in return. You know, That's the hard part. People come in and, and we start talking about risk. So you have your retirement pile of cash here. You're involved in your money. You see your money is a pile of cash. Risk is a two-way sword. And Warren Buffett talks about it. He said, you know, do not focus, you know, solely on the opportunity for growth of your money. Because if you do, it will subject you to unnecessary and harmful risk. His words. Okay. And that's the key. You know, how do you avoid unnecessary or harmful risk in your portfolio? And if somebody is selling only stocks and bonds or stock and bond market related investments, mutual funds, what have you, then they create a a ratio. They say, okay, you're 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20 stocks, the bonds. And that's how we're mitigating risk. That's how we're controlling your risk exposure, your market risk exposure in theory. But in fact, you know, we don't really know, you know, what the upside potential is of that mixed portfolio. We don't know what the downside potential is. We don't know anything in advance. It's a total unknown out there in the future. And that's a fact. If we said, all right, well, because I want to have true risk management, 
I want to protect a portion of my assets. I want to know that I'm not going to lose any money. Now, people hear that and right away they think, well, I'm showing my money in a mattress and getting 0% interest. No, that's not the case. There are a number of instruments out there in, in all the different sectors, really, the banking, the insurance, the Wall Street channels. There's lots of instruments out there that will give you that wealth protection that says, okay, if the market sinks, goes down, you're not going to lose a penny. Then what's the upside return? What's the upside benefit? Because according to Warren, more upside than downside potential. Well, if it's zero downside, it's all upside, that's good. But a savings account might be 3%. That's not as good as something that can participate in the market and give me 40, 50, 60% of what the S&P does. And if you had all up and no down, you can do very, very well in your retirement with having that wealth protection you didn't have before. The next level is wealth preservation. People are not aware that there are lots of instruments out there that will allow you to invest money and, and get, get all or a large portion of the up from the market or market-related instruments and, and up to a limit, and it's a pretty high limit, it's, it's reasonable. You know, so I can make good money on my investments, but if the market has a small downturn or a, say, an average downturn, in many cases, I will lose nothing or very little money. And if there's a large drop in the market, it minimizes those losses because there's a buffer, a safety net, if you will, for a portion of the downside, which is eliminated. So there's lots of ways you can do risk management, but the mass-produced big box investment firms that are out there, they don't utilize them. They, they reserve them as specialty items for their wealthier clients. You know, at WealthCare, we put them in place for almost everybody. So the key is you can open that door to much greater opportunity and much greater risk management by having multiple risk management strategies combined in your portfolio instead of a singular one where somebody's just doing a ratio of stocks and bonds. It's so important to protect your assets in retirement. Switching gears just a bit here to talk about Social Security, because that is one thing that may actually end up being cut. We just don't know. Ten years from now, we know that the Social Security Administration may be forced to start cutting benefits. GoBankingRates.com talks about four states where retirees might be impacted the least because retirement income isn't taxed. And earlier, we talked about relocating. Mm -hmm. And... I'm wondering if one of these four states might be something to look at if you're retiring and you, you don't have a specific area that you are targeting because maybe you have family members there, grandkids or something like that, where you've already got a place in mind. But there are four states, Illinois, Iowa, Mississippi and Pennsylvania. And we just talked last week about uh, the, the study of the greatest places to retirement and top of the list was Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, That's right. which, which I have to, I have to retract some things that I said, because, you know, it's really funny when you live right there, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're very familiar, you, you kind of like, oh yeah, right. So I kind of like, ex, you know, extricated myself from that and, and kind of pulled back and said, okay, so let's, let's kind of be objective about this, you know? And, and the one thing which is, first of all, Pennsylvania is the seventh largest concentration of retirees in America. And one of the biggest reasons is, in fact, they don't tax retirement income. They don't tax Social Security at the state level. So that's a big deal. You get to keep more of your shekels, which is a great thing, okay? We have good seasons. We have fall four seasons. So you can experience, you know, whether it be snow or hot days or fall or spring, all those things are there. Uh, Harrisburg is close enough to rural areas that you can enjoy the countryside, the mountains, the, the Amish, you know, all these different wonderful things. You're within an hour of hour, a little over an hour from New York City. You've got Philadelphia. You've got Delaware, which is tax-free. Lots of cool things down there to do. You've got the Jersey Beach, the Delaware Beach, the Virginia Beach. You know, so you're close to the ocean, but you're not up against the ocean. You can drive about an hour from Harrisburg and experience almost anything you want. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So yeah, this is this is a big deal because Social Security, the one thing that's foreign to me, and I guess that's just been doing it so long, is when you tell somebody that their Social Security is going to be taxed, they look at you funny. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been doing this for almost 40 years. Yes, I remember for the bulk of that career, well, not so much the bulk, probably the first 10 years of it or so, you know, there wasn't much in the line of, of, of taxing Social Security. It used to not be taxed. Then they could tax up to 50% of it. Then they could tax up to 85% of the benefit. Uh, you know, so the government giveth, they taketh away. <laughs> so um, that's, a, that's, I'm amazed at the number of people that come in and they thought, you know, hey, I, I, yeah, they're going to tax my pension or they're going to tax money I take out of my IRA or my 401k. But 
I didn't know they were going to take money back off my Social Security. I was counting on all that being spendable money for me and my spouse. So that's a big deal. Thinking about Social Security and the fact that we are facing that potential shortfall. Now, it's not like Social Security is going away in 10 years, but the trusts that fund Social Security are expected to have a shortfall in as little as 10 years. And that's kind of a big deal. So they're talking about that. And I suspect next year in 2024, that's going to be a huge talking point in the presidential debates. Like, what are we going to do about that? One thing, raise the retirement age, full retirement age, right? potentially. What do you think? Do you believe that's going to happen? I think it's going to happen, but it's not going to be enough. This is one can that the politicians have just been kicking down the road for so long. You know, I mean, we used to get those nice reports every year from Social Security. They were telling us 20 years ago, hey, Social Security's got some financial problems. Hey, Social Security's going broke, you know, because remember, the government borrowed a Mm -hmm. lot of money, quote, borrowed. You can borrow and never repay. To me, that's theft. (laughs) But, um, you know, so the government took monies, you know, from Social Security, used them, you know, elsewhere. Well, it wasn't their money to reallocate. You know, it was basically that belongs to the retirees, and that's the responsibility and assets that that will benefit the retirees who contributed to that portion for their retirement needs to help supplement their retirement. You know, why do you, what do you mean you you took that money and spent it over here or gave it over there? You know, that's a whole other show, but... um, yeah, I think I think they're going to do a number of steps, but I think they're just treating BBs at a freight train. You know, it's just not going to work. Um, you know, what? <laughs> get Warren back on the scene here. Well, you know, like, hey, if you guys don't address Social Security and have it solved, you know, you don't get to go, don't have re-election. You know, or don't make this much progress towards solving it, you don't get to, to seek re-election. You know, it's amazing that, that that one idea, you know, covers a multitude of things we need Washington to start focusing on and doing for us instead of wasting our time. That 10 years will go by so quickly, and any plan that they come up with will uh, take time to implement. So they need to get on that, I think, because that does impact so many people. But what you can do at your end is, is instead of solving the problem for all of America, how do you solve the problem in your household? Yes. And, you know, we design plans all the time uh, and work with consumers who have ideas of their own to where we build plans that, that for the bulk of their retirement years, that 100% of their Social Security is tax-free because of of forward-looking tax management strategies we put in place during their planning. Would you rather be able to spend, you know, a portion of your Social Security or all of your Social Security? Well, most people say, I like to spend all of it. Well, let's find a way to accomplish that. You know, and that's that's the people who take the initiative, the people who say, I want to take advantage of that opportunity, many of which have said before it, it was shown to them, they said, I didn't even know that existed. You know, so we're back to that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. That's right. That's right. Well, if you'd like to talk with Bruce and the team at WealthCare and find out what you don't know about retirement, call right now, 888-888-5601. If you have saved at least $500,000 toward your retirement, they can really give you an idea of what you can do in your retirement plan, how you can best utilize that and make that money to last for your full retirement. The number is 888-888-5601. Coming up on the show, as any golf pro will tell you, it's in the follow through. Are you a golfer, Bruce? I used to. Oh, well, you now, know then. Now, now I'm comic relief. <laughs> <laughs> in estate planning, the follow through may be up to you. And do you have that age in mind that I asked you about at the top of the show? You know, the happiest age? will reveal the results of a study coming up next as Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith continues. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your nest egg's financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies can help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for your retirement income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a fresh diagnosis. Because managing your wealth can be just as important as managing your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the WealthCare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. 
You can also visit us online. That's wealthkare.com. Every day I get in the queue. Get on the bus that takes me to you. You're listening to Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. Bruce, drawing up advanced directives is step one, and that's a big step. Step two is the one that can trip you up, though, and that is implementing those documents. Apparently, a lot of people never follow through. Why do you think that it just never happens? Well, everybody is too busy. I mean, they're busier now than they've ever been, without question. I mean, every year that goes by, I see people more and more and more and more distracted, meaning to get around to something. You know, we go to these advanced tax education programs and such that we do, so we stay on top of things. And every year now we see more and more where somebody forgot to remove an ex-spouse from their beneficiary chain. And here, you know, maybe they're remarried and it's been 10 years or 20 years, you know, and they die and the new wife and, and the kids get nothing. It all went to the ex-wife, you know, because they didn't follow through. They didn't update what was going on. You know, updating your scenario and, and, and making sure that, you know, you have a will that's in accordance with current terms. One, we see uh, power of attorneys. You know, people think, you know, well, um, I have a will, you know, and, and it says that my wife's the executor, but if I get sick or anything, she can take care of everything. Well, no, she can't. It used to be people kind of looked the other way 20 years ago. It's not that way anymore. You know, basically your spouse would be totally incapacitated as much as you are physically incapacitated because they don't have the ability to talk about your retirement accounts, file taxes, deal with insurance companies, any of these things. Why not? To do, to do so, you need a power of attorney. Oh. And power of attorney used to say, you know, I nominate Monica to be my power of attorney, sign Bruce Smith, and it's notarized. You know, well, that used to work. It doesn't anymore. Now they have to initial about 30 spaces. You know, I authorize Monica to talk about my to take care of income taxes, to take care of insurance, to take care of property issues, to take care of retirement accounts, to take care of the, and after initial, all those things, because she needs that document to present to those institutions in order to keep things going while you're in a coma, you're incapacitated or whatever the case may be. The alternative is get an attorney, an expensive attorney, go and appear in front of the court and have the court appoint you as a power of attorney person. Living will, well, trust. You know, people, uh, they go to a seminar or something and decide they need a, they need a trust. They're going to put their house in a trust and put their cars in a trust. There are millions of trusts out there that have been designed, have been signed, paperwork done, notarized signatures, the whole nine yards that are empty boxes that have absolutely nothing in them. The idea made sense, but when they have to actually go to the courthouse, request a deed to be updated, pay small fees, you know, to do so, to get the title changed from a vehicle into the trust, whatever the case may be. It's just, again, it takes more time. We've said it a million times, if we've said it once on this show, the number of people who spend more time planning a vacation than they do the rest of their life, which is retirement. This is another piece of that. People just get too busy. It's just a matter of time. That's a pretty important thing to get done. And I, I've been on Amazon. I haven't seen any 25-hour days for sale on there. I've been looking. I haven't seen them. <laughs> all right. All right. I guess that makes sense. But, you know, that beneficiary point that you brought up at the beginning of this conversation, wow, that was huge. I didn't want to interrupt, but wow, that is so big that if you forget to change that or to add someone. I mean, there are always changes in families. Well, a lot of times anyway. People will change their will and all these things. And one of the biggest misses out there is on your workplace retirement is, you know, and I think I think one of the, the, the landmark cases was actually one of the DuPonts, you know, that their, their, their uh, assets they held in, 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 in DuPont Chemical um, was held in a certain account and they had their ex as the beneficiary. And of course the new wife, you know, the DuPonts have a few bucks and they get the best attorneys on the planet. And they're like, Nope, sorry. You know, she gets it, you know? So workplace retirement, that's the one we really forget. I mean, we have seen some incredibly outdated ones of those because maybe the guy opened his 401k 25 years ago. And for some people that was two spouses ago. And we have seen that, you know, where you, see, you always say verify your beneficiaries and second, have an alternative beneficiary, a secondary beneficiary. Because if I have Monica as my sole beneficiary, and if we're both in a car crash and we're killed and I don't have the kids on there, then it goes intestate. The state gets to decide who gets our retirement account. 
making sure these things are up to date, that's something, that's something we do go over with people in our consultations with them is part of the planning process. If we're doing a comprehensive plan, then, you know, we, we can say, okay, get me the documents for this, 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 and I need to see, you know, the beneficiaries on these accounts so we have them labeled properly, directed properly. And there's a lot of uncovering of interesting information that comes out of those on some appointments. Wow. Well, let me ask you this. Is it too detailed to make a list of who gets what? I'm talking about personal things, you know, uh, family heirlooms, things like that. My biggest answer to that one is a two-inch wide roll of masking tape from the hardware store. We have solved more family problems with that because I tell people, I say, look, he said, you know, if you want your one daughter to get that antique dresser, I want you to take and rip off a piece of masking tape and put on there, you know, I've gifted this to that daughter on this date. Da, 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 da. It's basically, she's just storing it in your house, you know, but you slap that on the back of there. And then if, if the other daughter or the son says, hey, I wanted that, or I was told I'd get that, I say, well, wait a second, look right here. <laughs> and mom put that on there and mom signed it, you know. Is that override the will or something? No, it, it's already theirs. It says right here, it's, it belongs to that person that was, you know, gifted to them on this date. I think it's important to not only just do that, but also to, to have that conversation with the party that, you know, I want to get this, but I've marked it in some way to indicate that it is yours. It's yours today, you know, leave it here, you know, and, and let me use it during my lifetime. Um, my mother, my mom, uh, a, a lady who, who she was very close to, uh, offered her, she said, you know, come get a couple pieces of my china to remember me by, you know, and she never did. Well, after she passed, you know, mom made the comment and, and, and the people are like, you know, we're not getting ever China. Okay. You know, so <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, do it while you're here. You know, yes, you're going to get the pushback from family. Oh, well, mom, let's not talk about that. You know, look, it's better to talk about. It depends on the relationship you have with your kids, of course. But, but I think it's just so important. But if there's a particular heirloom, uh, you know, whether it be uh, an, like an antique clock that was my grandparents, I had that in my house and, and my, uh, my dad, mom and dad said, no, we want you to have that, you know, okay. And my sisters never really wanted it, but, but that could have been a point of contention, mm -hmm. certainly, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm warning my sisters right now. I know my mother's handwriting, and um, if I see theirs on that masking tape, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> yep. All right, Bruce, it's time. It's time for the age. At what age would you guess that you 16. would be your 16. happiest? 16. 16. Okay. Because, you know, no matter how old I get, I'm still 16. I saw the other day, it says the number one cause of injury of senior men is senior men doing things that they thought they were much younger than they were. <laughs> and I thought that was so true. And yes. you see the guy picking up a big piece of a log, you know. I don't doubt that one bit, but yep. that's not it. It's not 16. Oh, darn. In a recent survey published in Science Daily, happiness or life satisfaction seems to peak around age 70. Oh, I'm still rolling in. All right. I'm, yeah. The best, the best is yet to come. All right. <laughs> That is not what I expected, no, and obviously that's... not you either. So here's what it found. The findings show that respondents' life satisfaction decreased between the ages of 9 and 16 and then increased slightly until the age of 70, and then it started decreasing once again until the age of 96. So it was just a slight increase all the way through adulthood to the age of 70. What what about from when I'm 96 to I'm 105? What is it? Is that, that going to be like party on? I think 96 was the oldest person they must have had in that survey. Oh, oh okay. So I, was, I, th I, was... I think that must have been what happened. But um, yeah, I found that very interesting. And they believe that the reason that it started to decline after the age of 70 may have been health issues or lack of social interaction. You, know, you get up in the morning, you can feel it all. Let me tell you. <laughs> a few I, I, I feel every hit I ever had in football. I feel every jump I ever took in motocross. I feel every one of them every day now. So a, a couple of takeaways there is that, you know, we can look forward to continuing to be happy as we head into our retirement. But then we also, I think, need to focus on staying healthy and also maintaining our relationships with people. There's the big one. That's the one I'm a big proponent of. As a matter of fact, I recently went into a, a place of business and, and the girl there said, guess who's back? And I'm like, who? And it was it was the, the, the manager. And I'm like, no, he retired. He says, guess who's back? Hold on. Come with me. And we walk into his office, and there he said, I'm like, what are you doing here? And he goes, I can't be retired. I got to be around people. I wouldn't around anybody. I'm just, I was sitting down too much. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. No, I think it's a good call, good move. 
I think that's the main thing. Look at Willie Nelson. Look at look at the bands. Look at so many of these people, you know, who were in their 70s. And I, I mean, the other day I saw Marlo Thomas is 86, and Phil Donahue, her husband, is 87. Hmm. You know, and I was just like, wow, you know, and Marlo still looks good, you know. <laughs> yeah, we need to be around people. We need to learn new things, hear new things. At least I do. I just think that the, every time I learn something and I say out loud, I did not know that. And you need the finances to be able to do so because I know for a fact people that have limited resources and, you know, you you try your best to invite them to be to stay involved in certain church functions or whatever it might be, and they don't. And I think it's, it's because they don't have the resources to do so or they're being very mindful of their shekels and you know, and you do get to an age where maybe it wouldn't have upset your financial apple cart to go on that bus trip or whatever, but it is, you don't want to find out. You just say, no, I'm not going. And that's where you, you, you kind of like you get closed up. And, and I think that's a very big deal. Having the assets to go do the things you want to do and continue to do them is so important and so critical. So that's where the financial side comes in and really helps with that, I think. Went by so quickly. It really did. But no, it's been a good time. And thanks for spending time with us. If you're out there listening, I will urge you, we're probably going to have a big surprise next week on the show. So uh, if you want to get on the schedule, I would call and get on the schedule this week because I think you're going to see a landslide of people getting on the schedule next week. Ah, okay. Well, let's give the number again then. It's 888-888-5601. I mentioned it earlier in the show, Bruce, and I think it's really true because people listen and they always intend to call. It's just like the estate planning story we did. You intend to call. You intend to finish up those documents. Well, why don't we just go ahead and make the call? Because as Bruce said, next week, a lot of people are going to be calling. So you want to get your appointment made now. 888-888-5601 to sit down with Bruce and the team at Wealthcare and talk about your retirement and any of the topics that we discuss on the show. Again, this has been Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again next week at this same time. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the WealthCare Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies could help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a consistent plan for income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a second opinion to help you manage your wealth just like you manage your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the WealthCare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Advisory services offered through the WealthCare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through American Assets Financial Corp. and RIA Wealth Solutions LNC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the WealthCare Investment Center.